Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer and this is Cooney. Yes. Hi Cooney. That's the best looking one that we got going. She's <laughs> she won't last long, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so happy new year. Hopefully you all had a lovely new year celebration. Um, mine is typically going to bed early and then waking up the next day going yay so that's that's how we party but um maybe you did something more interesting than that uh we thought that we would kick off the new reading year by talking a little bit about some of the bookish people things like reading challenges and goodreads and all of that sort of you know how do you organize your new year of reading um as people do some, I'm told, I'm told people do this. Um, some people. Some people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And um, I kind of wish that we were just like all hanging out somewhere where you guys could talk back to us um, and we could have like a real honest to goodness chat about this because I suspect that the three of us are probably fairly similar in how we approach this or maybe not Valerie says no Valerie's like no but um so I'm sure there are like 600 other ways and other things that could be done that we will not touch so for sure be uh in the comments when all is said and done and let us let us know because um we are by no means an exhaustive list here we're just talking about how we do it because we're readers we're definitely readers um in addition to authors so um let's talk goodreads first um hopefully everybody knows what goodreads is uh it is a website goodreads.com it is owned by amazon it didn't start out owned by amazon but it was purchased by amazon um you can do all sorts of bookish things there um so let's talk about how the three of us use Goodreads first. That'll be the fun thing. Let's start there. Narelle, do you use Goodreads? And if so, how? Well, in recent years, I probably haven't really used Goodreads. Um, probably, I think it's different when you're an author compared to when you're a reader with Goodreads as well. And probably I have my Kindle account linked up to Goodreads. So when I get to the end of a book, a five-star review goes to Goodreads because if I finish a book, it's a five-star book. I don't actually finish all the books I start <laughs> reading. And so I don't think that's actually how you're meant to rate things at Goodreads. So I'm probably a bad Goodreads user by doing that. Um, but then if I do hit that button and put it into the red column, I've got somewhere I know that I have actually read a book. So I wish Goodreads had have existed um, 30 years ago because <laughs> I would have been able to keep track of all those print books that you borrow from the library and can't remember if you've read it. Um, I think having e-books, particularly I usually use buy from Kindle primarily, I'm able to track what I'm doing there. And um, occasionally I will put a review up on Goodreads if someone twists my arm, but it's not sort of something I sort of think to do, if that makes sense. Okay. So it kind of exists over there in the corner. And I actually, the reason, the thing I probably like about Goodreads is if I'm looking for a book I've read and it's in a box set and that collection no longer exists, Goodreads archives absolutely everything anyone's ever published. And it also has all the different editions. So if you've got a cover that's changed, you can actually go to Goodreads 
and look at the history of that as well. So I probably find it as a research tool more helpful than a reading tool, which is probably not the right answer, but that's me. <laughs> it's a very authory answer, <laughs> so, which is not wrong because you are an author. So yeah. that works. Valerie, do you use Goodreads for anything? Not really. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Not really. Um, I make sure that my new releases show up there. Okay. And if somebody comments there or tags me, then I go and say hello. Otherwise, okay. I don't. I don't use it as a reader okay. really at all. Okay. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sort of surprised. I do use it somewhat as a reader, but I know I don't use it to its full capability. Um, I love the fact that it is linked to my Kindle. Um, I do finish every book I start. It is, it takes like, it has to be bad, like really, really bad for me to DNF something. I, I finish what I start by golly. So there are, there are times when I'm like swiping on the Kindle angrily, like let's go, but I'm going to finish that book by golly, because I started it. So, um, so for so, our reader or our listeners who might not know what DNF is, oh, that's yeah. a did not finish DNF. Yeah. DNF. Look, you DNF something, you give up before the end. Right. And, and I'm not yeah. saying that mine is the healthiest way to be okay. Not to finish reading books, but not in my world. So, um, so I, I do use, um, I use Goodreads to track my books that I've read to keep track of them, um, which beats all the random little sticky notes that I used to use. Um, and then I had a notebook for a while, but I would always lose it. So then I'd have like six notebooks with like three books written and it, it was terrible. So um, Goodreads does that for me, which I love. Um, I do not rank or review books in general, um, mostly because I got chewed out by another author because I gave her book four stars and she considered that incredibly insulting and was very angry, even though my review was really nice. And she like blasted me on social media and got all of her followers to go be really ugly to me in the comments of my review. So I was kind of done leaving reviews at that point. I'm like, people I'm wonder out. why authors shouldn't review for other authors. Yeah. This is why people, one this of the is, reasons. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good at, so I don't review anything. So you can see a list of what I've read, but you don't know how I felt about any of my books, especially because I finish everything I start. And honestly, if I do DNF something, I delete it out of Goodreads because I don't, well, because I don't want it. To, people think, I, I don't know. So I do delete things out of Goodreads if I didn't finish it. So that list of what I've read is actually accurate. Um, That's hilarious. I have Goodreads has some groups um, for book discussion and genres and that kind of thing. I have poked around in there. I haven't ever commented or participated, but there are like, if you've ever thought to yourself, gosh, I wish there were groups of just book people sitting around talking books, they're on Goodreads and they're a little easier to find on Goodreads than on Facebook. Um, yeah. And I used to be an admin. So when I was publishing with um, Harlequin for their Heart Song Presents line, that would have been 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. um, we actually set up a Goodreads group because it was just so convenient. You'd have four books would come out every month and then you just have an author would take a week yeah. and you just talk about a book a week. So I think 
in that sense. I think that was probably in the early days of Goodreads before it was taken over by um, Amazon. And I think it was quite a, a nice sort of discussion chatty place. But um, I think authors often need to tread warily in terms of what they do on Goodreads yeah. as well, for reasons you mentioned. And you're not allowed to have a DNF um, bookshelf on Goodreads no. either. That's a big no-no. Yep. And there's all, I think, it's like there needs to be an etiquette book on how to use Goodreads so that yeah. you don't accidentally step on a um, landmine yeah. as well. Yeah. I also like to add books to my want to read shelf. Um, I when, when I know that a book is coming out soon, I'll go find it on Goodreads and add it to my want to read shelf. And what I love about doing that, and um, only have I recently realized that that actually helps authors um, when you add something to your want to read shelf, then in the Goodreads news feed for all the people that are connected to you, it shows like Elizabeth Madry wants to read and it puts a little picture of the cover and a little description. So then your friends are seeing, ooh, that looks interesting. And then they can add it to their want to read. And so then when I get to a place where I'm like, what should I read next? I will go check my want to read um, shelf, which I mean- How long is that shelf? Does it, does it, does it sort of- like what's what's it like? How many, in terms of what you're putting into it compared to what you're actually pulling out of it to read? Right, this of- red hot second. There's only two books on it um, because all, right. <laughs> all of the ones that had been on it have now come out. So I've they're now on my Kindle, which is my next step. TBR. Once I get the book, the TBR is the listing on my Kindle, not my Goodreads shelf. I have a complicated system. I don't necessarily recommend my complicated system for everyone. Um, there are also giveaways on Goodreads and I've gotten some, some free eBooks that way, which has been fun. Sometimes you can get them a little ahead of publication. Like if you want, especially with traditionally published books, um, if you're too cheap to buy the eBook at $14.99, like me, um, sometimes you can get them through a Goodreads giveaway which I like. They open internationally because I know most of the Goodreads giveaways I remember being print book were primarily US only. So I sort of didn't really pay attention a lot to Goodreads giveaways. Now that they're doing ebook giveaways, those are for sure. I'm almost 100% sure they're international. And I have seen actually more and more print books being open internationally. Um, I think they realized that, you know, there's more to the world than the United States. Who knew? I actually thought the problem was postage because I mean the rest yeah. of the world doesn't have media mail that's um, very affordable yeah I think because Amazon took it over um maybe it's I don't know if they handle it like the shipping and so if they're handling it maybe they can afford international shipping more than are you it. telling me they run the post office too well, no, but like they handled the distribution of the prizes. I'm teasing. I, I don't know. <laughs> For all I know, they do own. I don't know. But <laughs> um, so that's the, that's the other thing. Um, the, the main thing that I use it for. And then the thing that I really like is Goodreads has the ability to set like a reading goal for the year. And so it ties in with the books that you're tracking on Goodreads. So like I tend to set myself a reading goal of about 200 books in a year, which is a fairly achievable book for uh, book goal for me. Um, I usually surpass it by 10 or 15 books, but I like my goals to be easily achievable. I don't like them to be stretching. So, um, so I'll set that. And then as it tracks the books, as I read them, it keeps track on my goal as well. And then at the end of the year, 
um, when you complete your goal, you get this cool thing that you can share on your social media with all the covers of the books that you read that year, which is fun. So, and a little nerdy. <laughs> Valerie's looking at me like I've lost my mind, but it's, it's fun. I think I'm too introverted for good reads. Like yeah. I like, I don't want the whole world to know okay. what I'm reading necessarily. And particularly if it's, it's going to be a do not finish, which I never quite know. And usually from the sample, I know whether I'm going to keep going or not, but not necessarily. And so some things I think are better kept private. <laughs> and to me, I don't necessarily want the whole world to know absolutely everything I'm reading and what I'm doing and, and where I'm up to, but that might be a Narelle quirk and I might be just weird. <laughs> I would say there have been times I've been a little hesitant because I read, like I write Christian romance. That's all I write. I read a whole bunch of other stuff. I read secular romance. I read science fiction. I read fantasy. I read mystery. I like cozies. And so my, like what I read is, is a weird jumble of all kinds of things. And some of them probably would make some of the more strictly conservative, I only read Christian fiction published by traditional publishers because then I know for sure that I'm not gonna see a word that I consider bad um, would make them arch their eyebrows at me. But I mean, it's who I am and I read widely and I love Jesus. And I don't think that the two things are in conflict with one another, so. Um, I had a few moments when I started writing about using Goodreads to track my books, but I'm like, you know what, I'm a reader and this is what I read. And if people don't want to read my books because I read other books that they would not approve of, that's not a me problem. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. What's Valerie thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking this this whole concept of having a goal for how many books you read <laughs> and stuff is like just no, just no, completely no, because I use goals and rewards <laughs> and whatever in my business. Sure. And when I read, I, it's not for work. Sure. It's, it's for fun. It's my hobby. It's for relaxing. It's, it's not for comparative study, comparative study as to what this author is doing or whatever, I don't, until this last year, I never kept a list at all of what I read. If you would have said you read 200 books, I'd have gone, huh, I might read 100, I might read 300. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, wait, wait, probably averages to a couple of weeks, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, and part of it, honestly, I've only started keeping track at all and you know, laugh, because it's definitely not Goodreads, um, is because we're, because I need a way to keep track of, <laughs> of what we're doing yeah. for, for this podcast. When you say, oh, let's do, uh, what are some of the ones that we're going to do in January, right? We're going to talk about um, bookish people. We're going to talk about contractors. What are, what's somebody else, we're, something else we're going to talk about? Um, and I'm like, ah, oh, I read for fun. Yeah. I, I don't read for like, oh, how did they handle this trope? Or what do they do with bookish people? What qual? I, I don't read that way. And so um, it's been pretty challenging 
for me uh, and I could use some tips honestly on how to set that up without without it becoming one more job to be fair I, I don't read for any of that either I just I set a goal like I said it's one that I know I'm gonna hit so it's not like it's a a goal that I'm it's yeah this is on average what I read in a year um so for the record I tipped uh, over 150 last night Woohoo! so and and so that's the thing like I know that I'm gonna read about this many so it's an easy thing to be like okay fine it's not that I'm gonna remake sure that I hit this it's that I'm going to hit it as a matter of course so I might as well get the cool collage at the end of it um um, so and for me it's kind of fun to see like it's been fun to see how you know I'm like 12 books ahead right now and so you know you they tell you if you read one book a week for the rest of the year then you'll make your goal or you know three books it's I don't know it's interesting but it's not because maybe it's interesting because I'm a big nerd I don't know (laughs) I'll own it I'm nerdly um but I'm not keeping track of I'm not doing analysis. Like I left that behind in lit class in college. Um, I don't want to compare and contrast the Scarlet Letter with the Rime of the Ancient Mariner ever again in my life. (laughs) That is the worst poem. I had to analyze that for my final year at school. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to wrap that albatross around everybody's neck. Right? And it's like, okay, the albatross and the Scarlet A have similarities. Whoopee. They're both terrible stories. So just, you know, that's not why I'm reading either. Um, I think you can track your books and have a a goal. I'm making air quotes if you can't, if you're not on YouTube, Um, without necessarily doing it for competition. Now, I'm sure there are people who are competitive about it because people are people so but that's not why I do it they're not the same people who are competitive volleyball players they're (laughs) competitive readers yeah yeah and I mean I know there are readers out there who like they're like 200 books I did that by March and it's like okay good for you that's awesome and I'm like, okay, I don't really care. That's nice. <laughs> and I mean, I don't count the books. I mean, I'm like Val, very much in the same camp. And, you know, reading is a hobby and it's for fun. And I don't want to lock myself into having to, to meet a target because then it becomes stressful and it becomes like work. And it's like life is too short to work sure. all the time. Um, but what yeah. I do try to do is I try to do 50 book recommendations a year. Okay. So one a week for my blog. So that's the only thing I'm probably counting. And sometimes I might do two. And But as to how many books I would actually start in a year or read in a year, I have absolutely no idea other than the fact it's over 50. And I really don't, and I'm really not particularly interested in counting. It's just, it's just not the way I roll, if that makes sense. But I can understand why people really um, enjoy that. And so it depends on how you're wired as well. Some people are wired to to find that really interesting and and they're motivated to keep going because they've got this goal and this target. Whereas that's just not how my sort of my mindset works when it comes to reading. But I do get, I do like to try and track what I've read in terms of themes. And that's, as Val was saying with the um, podcast is because we know we're talking about different topics and themes. I'm very good at tagging my book recommendations quite succinctly. 
so I can find stuff and remember stuff. So, so yeah. I'm, I, I would never have been jealous of your book recommendation blog before. Yeah. <laughs> but now I kind of halfway am because I don't remember. I, yeah. I don't even necessarily, it sounds terrible. A book has to be, it has to be quite out of the ordinary, not just a good book, but it has to have, yeah. it needs to be really fresh and different for me to remember it for yeah. more than a few weeks sure um yeah and that way sometimes too yeah there are books I'm like you guys will mention something I'm like oh I read that you but right. I don't remember yeah. that <laughs> yeah so I just adapted my system for the podcast and um basically I just and even the way I write a book recommendation now I tend to be more story focused and keyword focused just so that when I go searching it'll jog my memory about elements of the story um, that I will remember and I would never ever remember that unless I had triggered something in my brain to try and join the dots because I have amnesia when it comes to books and if you read the more books you read the less you retain is my theory and it's like if you have yeah it's like if you ate a donut every day would you remember which donut on which day was the best one so that's kind of they're yeah, donuts good. are donuts. Yeah, books are books. Yeah. So one another uh, readers do, and this is not something that I participate in, and I'm guessing from our conversation, none of you do either, neither of you, but maybe our readers, our listeners would be interested in. I know um, like avid readers of Christian fiction, which is a Facebook group for Christian fiction readers, readers. shockingly based yeah. on the title, big surprise. Um, they do uh, annual slash monthly reading challenges where it's like read a book that has a key on the cover or, you know, they'll give you 30 or five or whatever. It's probably not 30 because that'd be a book a day. And I don't think they're that crazy in there, but um, they give you, avid. but they are avid. They, yeah. They'll give you a list of, you know, read a book by an author who's new to you or read a book by an indie author or read a, you know, they give you these suggestions to sort of jog your, um, your, to, to mix up what you're reading and get you out of, if you feel like you're in a reading slump, there are some other, um, there are some blogs, uh, around who also have them. There is, um, and I didn't write down her name. And now it's, I was like, I'm never going to forget who it is because everybody always talks about it. And I've completely <laughs> forgot who it is, but there's uh, one fairly well-known and memorable <laughs> blogger. Is it reading is my superpower? No. Um, okay. But I, I, I didn't know. Uh, that's just the first yeah, no, blog that came to mind. I'll keep talking. We might work it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, a, um, reading challenge every year as well she has like three different levels like if you're new to reading challenges or medium level and then like hardcore and and so she'll incorporate things like you know a nonfiction book on apologetics you know to try and encourage you to to really broaden um your reading horizons outside of even fiction um but you know is a challenge like that something that you would ever be interested in participating in? I know we talked at one point of having, well, we actually even tried in the 
Christian Romance Reader Gathering, which is our reader group for Inspi Romance, we tried a reading challenge one year and um, nobody participated. So I just quit. I'm like, unpin that post, just move on. Let's pretend that. DNF. Yeah, we (laughs) DNF'd that whole reading challenge um, because it just did not seem to take off. Um, Possibly because it's not something that really I was all excited about. So I wasn't selling it properly because I don't, I want to read what I want to read when I want to read it. Narelle, Valerie. Same. Well, I think I'm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm the same. Although I suppose if we had readers that like commented on like the YouTube episode or somewhere and said, you know, I'd really like you to find to see if you can come up with a book that is on something quirky or weird. I think I could do an episode, maybe one a year, <laughs> if um, if our readers were interested in us trying to locate. Um, like a reader's things. choice it, episode. Yeah, reader's okay. choice. Find a find a quirky, it'd, have, it'd be a quirky episode basically. So I would do yeah. that. But I'm like you, I like to read what I want to read. And sometimes it's like the most impulsive two-second decision that I just happen to come across something on social media or or on a blog, I'm reading something and, oh, that's right. I remember that book I wanted to read. And then I'll just go find it and open it so I don't forget that I had that momentary moment of wanting to read it because my brain, (laughs) uh, it's very easy to forget something. Yeah. And so I'll go open the Kindle app and tag that book to make sure it's showing up in the library and is downloaded and I'll read it. So there's sort of no logic behind um, what I read. So it's kind of, yeah, I don't necessarily want to get sort of put into a box of having to read a book set in New Zealand and then read a book that has a snowman in it and then read. Yeah, but I think it would be fun for an episode if we had readers that were very keen to throw some random stuff at us. That would be fun. That could be up for that challenge. Yeah, I think part of of it is that um, hosting this um, podcast is a reading challenge all on its own kind of is. because we yeah. do set yes. the topics uh up to a few months in advance <laughs> and then as it you know we put it out to our inspire romance authors and they go oh I want to join in with that one which is why we often have them for guests and then other times it's just us uh, those are you. the topics that are crickets it's like <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes we don't even invite them I don't think we invited anybody for this one we did not um, no. but um and then so so I, I'm seeing topics that are going to be coming up and I'm like oh what books have I read and then I might be digging out books and and or buying a few or digging through yeah. my very poorly laid out back memory And so it's kind of a reading challenge on its own as we um, kind of work through that and and plan to have enough titles to talk about every week. Yeah. So that's all the reading challenge I can handle at one time. Yeah. Like (laughs) I read three love triangle books in a week when to prep for our love triangle episode. And if if you watch, you don't love love triangles. I don't. If you watch, that was your bed of nails week. My Instagram stories that week were full of my reaction to reading love love triangles all week. I was like, oh, y'all, this is terrible. (laughs) The books were good, but poor poor angsty Beth. I know. I know. I just want everybody to get along. That's all I ask. Can't we just all get along? Um, Sure. So, yeah, I I mean, readers, though, like 
seem there are there are a class there are there are a class there is a class of reader I think who really seems to enjoy those challenges um I guess you know because it does break up you know if you feel like you're in a rut um or or maybe you're someone who is often at a loss for what to read um which is not a problem that I tend to struggle with um so and it I can, does give direction. So if you, I mean, how many books are in the world? I mean, how many million of books yeah. are we up to that are available? And seven some people, pardon? Seven or eight. Seven or books. eight million, I oh, believe. Yes. Yeah. And so you've got, you've got in, this in world of, You've got this world of seven or eight million books How, and some people have trouble making decisions if there's anything more than this or that when, and I know like my son, like he will get completely overwhelmed and so do nothing. This is just too hard. If you've got a menu in a restaurant that's got too many items on it, he finds that really difficult. So I think if you find making decisions and trying to hone down and pick something to read really hard, then I think those reading, reading challenges where you've got to find a specific attribute would be very appealing. That's, that's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. And I mean, I will say like, um, Narelle, you've mentioned Meredith Reske's books on the podcast and I had never heard of her um, yeah. until you mentioned her. And I did go and read the first of the Luella Lindley um, matchmaking yeah. mom series. And I want to read the rest of them and I, I never would have found them but for your mention. So reading challenges yeah. can be a way maybe to get recommendations. If you, if you say, you know, you have to read a book that's pink, you can go to a group of readers and be like, suggest to me a book with a pink cover, you know, or you go to the library and you scan the options. It's not like that would be challenging. You can't go to Amazon probably and put in pink cover, but you, you know, in a, I've never in a, tried. Yeah, I haven't either, but in a physical library, you yeah. could go and scan the shelves or if you asked someone, yeah. you know, that sort of thing might open up because um, basically a way to get recommendations for a specific thing yeah. um, that maybe if, you might yeah. not otherwise have found. And if you have a book, like sometimes, as, as I say, I do DNF a lot of books. <laughs> and sometimes I think I can be too quick to judge a book some, as well. And so if I hear you or if I hear like either of you guys talking about a book and raving about it will come like, well, maybe I should give this book a chance and not just be so judgy at the very beginning <laughs> as yeah. well. So for people no, that, that are- It is small- true. There's been times yeah. when I have started a book and I've gone, seriously? Yeah. And then, but then so-and-so said it was really good. You just need to get past the first few chapters. Okay, well, how many is the first few chapters? Because I'm really not feeling it. And then later on, I'm like, yeah, it was, I did enjoy it. Yeah, um, so that can definitely happen. We do influence each other. Um, yeah. Not just we three, but readers yeah. influence each other all the time by what we say yeah. about the book. Yeah. And it's yeah. a time of day. Like sometimes I can pick up a book and it's perfect for now. And that same book I could have picked up a month earlier. I mean, like, oh, it's the last thing I feel like reading right now. Yeah. So yeah. I think our moods and emotions and what's happening in our lives and all that kind of stuff sort of um, mix is like a big, a big mixing bowl in the background that determines our state of mind in terms of what we want to read sure. as well. I mean, yeah. yeah. This is where we are. Like in August, I know I went through quite a few books where I, they're not DNF because I'm going to finish them, but they are put aside for a little while because it was like every time it's like cancer, next book, cancer. I'm like, I can't deal with cancer books right now. I just, that's not 
in my world, I can't deal with cancer books right now. So no, thank you. I'll come back to you <laughs> when I can read a cancer book. But yeah, and yeah. it's like, some, it feels like sometimes like when you're trying to avoid a certain thing, it's like, that's all the book recommendations you get. And you're like, really, yeah. really? Yeah. It's not what I want. <laughs> And I will give books I've DNF'd a second go. So if you've um, heard me talk about A Season to Dance by Patricia Bill, I picked that up and I could not read it. The first time I tried to read it, it was put aside for a couple of months and I picked it up and at that time I loved it. So it's just so subjective reading is. It's just, I mean, even myself, I'm torn and twisted <laughs> so about what I like and don't like, let alone anything else. Yeah. Speaking of reading challenges for our viewers our podcast <laughs> listeners is there a book that you dnf'd but you came back to later and uh, found that you really enjoyed it if you've got a title like that we'd love to hear about it Absolutely. especially if it's yes. christian romance yeah yeah yep um yeah no that's a great thing um i was gonna say we could do an episode but it's not a super positive episode, so maybe not. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about the books I DNF'd. Book, books I didn't uh, we, read the first time I tried is not really a exciting That would be a psychology <laughs> on the couch session for all our neuroses. Uh, on that day, I couldn't read this book because this and this and this had happened, and I don't yeah. think all our listeners really want to hear about all our neuroses. No, no they don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I stopped myself halfway through the sentence, so I was like, no, let's, let's not go there. Um, we would like know if you you know what do you do you use goodreads do you set a goal um do you feel pressured by that goal if you set it or is it just a way to sort of track the fun that you do do you like reading challenges um maybe what reading challenges you've been part of you know and what was fun about them um just that sort of thing because obviously they exist and people love them um, not these three people apparently, but, um, but they do. And I mean, if, if there was a, um, you know, we'd love to have, I think the top, the reader's choice topic could be kind of fun. If you gave us like, we would like to hear about books that have, and then tell us what that would be in them. And we yeah. could look for stuff that would be fun. Um, sometimes we struggle to come up with topics for the podcast, not, not super often, but sometimes, um, I don't know, anybody final thoughts? There are other book tracking websites other than Goodreads. Um, Goodreads is the only one that I use. There's, is library thing still around or did it go away? At, at one point in time, there was library thing. I don't know if they're still there. Um, and I read an article mm. in, Forbes or something. It was linked on Facebook. I don't read Forbes, but it was because it was about books and a book app. Um, now the name of it is completely gone. So this was really informative for you. Um, Copper. Copper Books is a startup that's supposed to be opening up sometime, I think in 2022. And it was this big write-up uh, with, they've got venture capital and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, trying to be the next Goodreads, but better, apparently. I don't know. So yeah. um, 
It'd be interesting to know if there is anything. So I know a few years ago, like probably the early, probably if you go back to probably seven to 10 years ago, there were a lot of different options that were sort of coming on board. I think once sort of Kindle and all the ebook stores really opened up, yeah. then all of the sort of apps around it started up. And I think Goodreads is the one that's lasted. Um, but I'd be interested to know if people are using something different that they find more helpful. Yeah for their personal reading as opposed to somewhere where you put reviews that um, help authors and help publishers sell books. And I think that's probably the thing that's the hard part with Goodreads is I think that there's that real salesy element to that, which probably to me as a reader isn't particularly attractive. Sure. Yeah, but if there's something that's sort of more, let's track your personal reading without everybody in the world having to know exactly what you're reading, I'd be interested <laughs> in those type of things. <laughs> Excellent. It's called cool. a notebook. <laughs> no, but you can't search a notebook and then it has to be like an e-walk. And, <laughs> That's true. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, something that if you happen to lose, if you lose your notebook, you've lost everything and it's not backed this up anywhere. And... In my nightstand. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so other other thoughts? Are we good? I, I think we probably. I have no more no. thoughts. Okay. I'm good. All right. Let us know if you plan your reading, how you track it, if you track it, if you like challenges. We just chat with us. We'd love to hear. Um, tell us why we're missing out if we're not doing something. Um, and um, leave those comments on the YouTube channel or on our Story Chats Facebook page. You can find more information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And um, make sure you're subscribed and you hit the notification bell on YouTube if that's where you're watching or on your podcast app of choice that you're subscribed to if that's how you're listening. And we will see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>